Today, then, we are going to Genesis 27, and we are talking about Isaac and um, his whole clan there. And remember, we're talking about discernment or lack thereof, so to speak. And um, so any of you get to read this? I know Kathy did. Of course, Susie did. did. You did. Oh, right. Okay, but most of you, probably all of you, know the story of uh, Jacob and Esau and when his blessing got stolen and all of that, right? Okay, so back in Genesis 25, um, just to, again, just kind of give us a picture of what's to come here. Um, over in about verse 23, it's um, Isaac and Rebekah, okay, his wife, and they are expecting two twins. That was what twins would be. So they're expecting twins, okay? <laughs> and um, he says there, the Lord says to her, two nations are in your womb and two peoples from within you will be separated. One people will be stronger than the other and the older will serve the younger. So this is way before a blessing is stolen, right? That is in Genesis twenty-five twenty-three. Okay, so this is something God had already told Rebecca this, and that's who he's speaking to in verse 23, is her saying, your older son will serve, um, the younger will serve the older. The older will serve the younger. I could get this right. Okay. <laughs> and um, so even though, if you know how it kind of worked back then, the oldest would have been given that blessing, right? It wouldn't have been that the youngest would steal it from him. But God foreknew that that was going to happen. He used that information. And um, he told Rebecca, this is what's going to happen. And so let's say then at this point, it's probably reasonable to say that family knew what was to come. Correct? Okay, so that knowledge is happening before. Down in verse 28 there of chapter 25, it says, Isaac who had a taste for wild game, loved Esau, but Rebekah loved Jacob. I don't know, lack of discernment there, but I don't think I would be picking favorites. Do you guys pick favorites with kids? No. <laughs> but they absolutely knew who was the favorite of each one. Um, again, that was knowledge. Verse 29 says, And once when Jacob was cooking some stew, Esau came in from the open country, Famished, And he said to Jacob, quick, let me have some of that red stew. I'm famished. That is why he is also called Edom. Jacob replied, first sell me your birthright. Look, I'm about to die. So dramatic. Esau said, what good is the birthright to me? But Jacob said, swear to me first. So he swore an oath to him, selling him his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau some bread and some lentil stew, and he ate and drank and then got up and left. So Esau despised his birthright. That one little sentence right there speaks of his heart and how he took that serious, right? He really didn't take having that birthright serious. He was dramatic about it and was like, I'm hungry. Sure, have my birthright. What do I care, you know? And um, so here he is. Uh, at this point, when we get to verse twenty or chapter twenty-seven, and there's a blessing to be had, there's first a birthright. Yes, ma'am. So, what is included in the birthright? 
So they would be given like everything is passed down to them. Think about, you know, uh, it's it's like his inheritance. Everything would be passed down to him. It also significant in some of the wording that I didn't really go into greater. But when it talked about calling him Edom and and different things like that, some of that wording is talking about um, the lineage of, you know, basically where Christ is going to come from and what the Israelite, because they actually, these two wind up splitting and Jacob has the 12 tribes and Esau goes another way because he gets involved in paganism and, you know, different things like that. So this is really very much a picture of God saying um, that lineage is going to come through Jacob and not through Esau because Esau wasn't taking it serious to pass down to the generations who God was and to honor him, right? So this is way more than about how many goats and cattle he might have. And so there was two things that could happen, though. It's first a birthright because he was the oldest son, right? But then there also needed to be a blessing. So at any point, even though Esau had sold his birthright to Jacob, it could have been null and void had his father not blessed that situation. So when we get to this chapter here and we see that he's tricked, Isaac is tricked into doing that. Let's read it. How about that? Where is it at? Chapter 27. It's pretty much the entire chapter. Are you ready? Yep. All right. Buckle in. When Isaac was old and his eyes were so weak that he could no longer see, he called for Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son, here I am, he answered. And Isaac said, I am now an old man and don't know the day of my death. Now then, get your weapons, your quiver and bow, and go out to the open country to hunt some wild game for me. Prepare me the kind of tasty food I like and bring it to me to eat, so that I may give you my blessing before I die. And I'll stop right there. Two things I can see in this. First of all, Isaac, he's only like about 137 years old right here. Right, just only 137. He actually doesn't die till he's about 180. So, right? Right? So he's kind of decided instead of following what the Lord has asked, he's taken upon his own timing. I don't know how much we read into the fact that he's talking about this tasty food and he wants a nice snack. I don't know. Right? He loves this son more. And remember, again, he probably has already heard what Rebecca was told by the Lord, that this son was not to get the blessing. Right? So he's taken things into his own hands is what we're seeing in these, picture, in these scriptures. Okay. Then it says, now Rebecca was listening. Here comes Kathy. Rebecca was listening as Isaac spoke to his son Esau. And when Esau left for the open country to hunt game and bring it back, Rebekah said to her son Jacob, Look, I overheard your father say to your brother Esau, Bring me some game and prepare me some tasty food to eat, so that I may give you my blessing in the presence of the Lord before I die. Now, my son, listen carefully and do what I tell you. Go out to the flock and bring me two choice young goats, so I can prepare some tasty food for your father just the way he likes it. Then take it to your father to eat so that he may give you his blessing before he dies. Okay, so Rebecca, I don't know. If you don't know the first part of the story, right, in Genesis chapter 25, you're looking at her going, you nasty little devil girl, right? 
you little manipulative little what what, right? But is she or is she saying, I know what he's trying to do and God already told me you're supposed to be getting this. Either way, it seems a little hinky, right? <laughs> yes. What about speaking to your husband? What about having some open dialogue, right? About what God would want. You know, both of these, Isaac and Rebecca. Isaac was, remember, Abraham's son. He was willing to get all on the altar and die. Here's someone that knew the Lord, right? Rebecca was chosen for him because the Lord brought her to him in like a miraculous sort of way, right? And so both of these individuals knew the Lord. So it's not as if they're pagan or they're not, you know, have any privilege or anything that they've ever been in the presence of God or had any communication with him, but they've gone their own way. And that shows that even as Christians, if we're not staying in sync with God, if we're not talking to God, we can get going our own way because our ideas start sounding really good, right? And our way, and we kind of want to manipulate the situation, and, right? And so we're seeing that with this whole family. The four of them are going to make some decisions that not a one of them are seeking God in or talking to each other about, right? And so Jacob says, to Rebecca, his mother. But my brother Esau is a hairy man, and I'm a man with smooth skin. What if my father touches me? I would appear to be tricking him and would bring down a curse on myself rather than a blessing. Notice he's more concerned about getting caught tricking than actually doing the right thing, right? So his heart's not in the right place either. His mother said to him, my son, let the curse fall on me. Just do what I say. Go and get them for me. And every time I hear that, I just hear, just do what I, just shut up and do it. <laughs> right? Just do it. Right? <laughs> exactly. So he went and he got them and brought them to his mother. And she prepared some tasty food just the way his father liked it. Now, Rebecca took the best clothes of Esau, her older son, which she had in the house, and put them on her younger son, Jacob. She also covered his hands and the smooth part of his neck with the goat skins. Then she handed her son, Jacob, the tasty food and the bread she had made. This woman went to some far out lengths, right? Right? Maybe a lack of discernment in speaking to your husband, correct? <laughs> right? Tricking him. He went to his father and said, my father, yes, my son, he answered, who is it? And Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done as you told me. Please sit up and eat some of my games that you may give me your blessing. And Isaac asked his son, how did you find it so quickly, my son? And the Lord, your God, the Lord, your God gave me success, he replied. Then Isaac said to Jacob, come near so I can touch you, my son, to know whether you really are my son Esau or not. And Jacob went close to his father Isaac, who touched him and said, the voice is the voice of Jacob, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him, for his hands were hairy like those of his brother Esau, so he blessed him. Are you really my son Esau, he asked. I am, he replied. And he said, my son, bring me some of your game to eat so that I may give you my blessing. 
And Jacob brought it to him, and he ate, and he brought some wine, and he drank. And then his father Isaac said to him, Come here, my son, and kiss me. So he went to him and kissed him. And when Isaac caught smell of his clothes, he blessed him and said, Ah, the smell of my son is like the smell of a field that the Lord has blessed. May God give you the, of heaven's dew and of earth's richness an abundance of grain and new wine. And may nations serve you and peoples bow down to you. Be Lord over your brothers and may the sons of your mother bow down to you. And may those who curse you be cursed and may those who bless you be blessed. So what did he rely on? What did Isaac rely on? We saw three things there. Yeah, well, how did he... His senses, right? Yeah, yeah. His sense of smell. What else? Touch. Well, how did Jacob lie? Because his dad asked him. His dad asked him, right? And he tells us, I am Esau. He lied to him, right? He says, I have done, which he really didn't do any of it, right? His mom did, right? He's, I... And 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 then he lied, and he gave him. Isn't this interesting? He gave him goat meat, and his dad was expecting venison or deer, right? He was expecting something different, but mom knew how to prepare it in such a way that it would trick him. So you got over here. You got not only him lying, 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 lying. You got dad on the other side, not sticking with his gut, right? But instead of going to the Lord, this is, this is Jacob's voice. Oh, no, no, it's not Jacob's voice. Okay. Well, you smell like Jacob, I guess. Like Esau. Yeah, uh, yeah, or you smell like Esau, excuse me. Um, and then he touches it. But each time he's like, hmm, I don't know. I don't know. This isn't quite right. And yet, again, was he more interested in eating that tasty meal? I don't know. <laughs> but either way, he's trusting. And there's no take back at this point, right? And so he says in verse 30, After Isaac finished blessing him, and Jacob had scarcely left his father's presence, his brother Esau came in from hunting. He too prepared some tasty food and brought it to his father. And he said to him, My father, sit up and eat some of my game so that you may give me your blessing. And his father Isaac asked him, Who are you? He said, I am your son, he answered, your firstborn Esau. And Isaac trembled violently and said, Who was it then that hunted game and brought it to me? I ate it just before you came and I blessed him. And indeed, he will be blessed. And when Esau heard his father's words, he burst out with a loud and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me too, my father. But he said, Your brother came deceitfully and took your blessing. And Esau said, Isn't he rightly named Jacob? And he had deceived me these two times. He took my birthright, and now he's taken my blessing. And he asked, Haven't you reserved any blessing for me? And Isaac answered Esau, I have made him Lord over you and have made all his relatives his servants, and I have sustained him with grain and new wine. So what can I possibly do for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Do you have only one blessing, my father? Bless me too, my father. 
Then Jesus, then, I don't know where Jesus just came from. <laughs> then Esau wept aloud, and his father Isaac answered him, Your dwelling will be away from the earth's richness, away from the dew of the heaven above, and you will live by the sword, and you will serve your brother. But when you grow restless, you will throw his yoke off from your neck. Esau held a grudge against Jacob because of the blessing his father had given him. And he said to himself, the days of mourning for my father are near. Then I will kill my brother Jacob. You know, later on it goes to say, um, Rachel, she gets worried because the way that Esau rebels in this is he takes these Hittite women as wives, these paganites, and she says it's causing her such grief. Um, and so she gets um, Isaac to send Jacob over to find, do you remember the story of Leah and Rachel and Laban tricks them and all that? There seems to be this pattern that happens through the generations with this, um, this kind of not being um, upfront and honest, you know, in this family. Um, but I didn't want to go so far down so many rabbit trails except to say, but Rebecca at that point, um, when Jacob goes off, she winds up dying before he comes back. She never gets to see her son again. Um, they are always at odds with each other, you know, Jacob and Esau. And, um, so kind of looking at what, what I really want to focus in is kind of how each of them had gotten off so far off path from God that their discernment was just not there, right? Um, how do you think things could have been done differently? We've already mentioned a few. Well, okay, so Rebecca was told that the younger, the older will serve the younger. Yeah. So it seems like she, I'm assuming that she felt like, oh no, I'm supposed to be deceitful and... Okay, so, rem- so, so is that something that God's like, no, cool, I, I totally want you to be, to totally lie and do all this craziness, or is that something that would have happened regardless without her right. handling? I'm glad you brought that up, exactly that. Because, remember I said it trickles down from in generations. Do you remember the story of when Abraham and Sarah were um, waiting to get that blessing of Isaac? Right. What did Sarah do? Yes, and was that God's will? No. No, it wasn't his timing or his will. He said, he told them, you will have many as the grains of sand. You will this, that. You will be blessed with this child. They took it upon themselves to do things in their timing. So that is exactly what we're seeing now with Rebecca. She has taken it upon herself to do things in the timing. We don't know. She didn't know how God was going to make it happen so that Jacob and Esau's birth, who knew what the future was, but she took it into her hands instead of waiting on the Lord to do it. Because probably in the same way that Isaac was taking it upon himself, and he wasn't told by God it was time to do that, he took it upon himself to do that. So it is Definitely the case of discernment of instead of waiting for God to take care of something he's promised you, when we take things into our own hands, the damage that can be done, right? I can attest to that. Can you? Oh, a lot. Oh. A lot. Anything and you want to share? Or can, just, yeah, I think yeah. it would be real simple, real easy. Mm-hmm. And, and Greg was not God, mm. but Greg would get on my case. 
kids about certain things, mm -hmm. or he would say, I'm going to tell him that he needs to cut his hair before he is in his brother's wedding, da 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 and I'm not, you know. Mm -hmm. And so rather than letting Greg handle it, because I knew it would be really rough, and these uh. are my kids, and I know their sensitivities, yeah. I would skirt around behind Greg yeah. and take care of things. Well, Greg uh. would tell me, don't you handle it, I'll take care of it, it's my issue with them, mm. not you. Mm. And if you do it, it's just going to cause a mess. Mm. So now, fast forward, I would skirt around and, and try to, to try to do patches here and there. Yeah. And then I end up with kids. Mm. Mom, why did you tell me this and blah, 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 And it comes back to <laughs> bite you. Really hard. <laughs> <laughs> I said, well, I was trying to protect you because mm -hmm. you were going to get beat up verbally. Mm -hmm. And so we think that we can just handle things, yep. and it comes back to bite you. And yep. That's even after Greg has passed away, things have come back to bite right. me. Like, I was just trying to protect you. Oh, that is <laughs> such a good example, though, of a mom. Yeah, mom stepping in, trying to protect their kids, mm -hmm. and I, I do guilty. it. Mm -hmm. Guilty, guilty. Yeah, I was guilty two days ago. Just barely two days ago. No, that's oh, right. There I am. <laughs> right? Yeah, because we think that we know. Yeah. You know, we wake up in the middle like, I have an idea. I'll just do this. Yeah. Yeah, I can fix this. I got this. I can do this. I'll just avoid everybody having any problem. Yes. And then. <laughs> I'll be the peacekeeper. Yeah. Now you're the only one with the problem. <laughs> Yes, and God's going, child, I told you I was going to handle that, right? Um, no, you don't blame him. And I think that even knowing that that was, you know, we get into that whole, why was it going to happen that way? Well, let's again go back to he despised his birthright. God has to also protect because we have free will, right? Because we have free will, he's not going to force Esau to love him. He's not going to force Esau to pass that on to the next generation. But Jacob's heart was right in that, even though Jacob made mistakes. And you know what I'm saying? And, and Jacob's going to see, even in his own line, Jake, Joseph is Jacob's son, if you remember that story, and all of his brothers throw him in a pit, and Jacob's so upset, and, you know, like, there's just going to be things that <clears throat> happen, but, excuse me, but um, God, God doesn't force any one of us to choose him, but he also is going to use those things to further, because he knows the outcome, Right? And so he already knew the state of the heart. And so who knows how God would have done that. Maybe Esau would have gotten a hunting accident and Jacob would have been the only one alive at that point. You know what I'm saying? Whatever the... Thinking, yeah. Maybe Esau would have ended up dying. Yeah. Maybe that would have been the case, but, you know, but, you know, they took it into their own hands. Um, when I think of Isaac and his whole... Um, well, let me, I don't really trust this, but, you know, let me smell you, let me touch you, let me hear your voice, you know, all of that. Um, that's really kind of, in my opinion, like living by your feelings, right? Letting it dictate your emotions, you know. Well, 
it doesn't feel right, but it seems right. Yeah, it sounds right, right? Yeah, and like when we try to like justify things, you know, based on, you know, well, I don't know that it's really what God would want, but I really like those dollar signs over there, so maybe that's the route I should go, you know? You know, whatever the case may be. Um, I really loved this little article I came across, though. It, it was on a Christian Post thing. And it's called How to Live for God and Not Your Feelings. And I don't know who the writer was, but I'm just going to read it. It says, for example, someone says, I don't feel God loves me. Well, he does. Or I don't feel I have a future. Well, the Bible clearly says God loves us and that he has good plans for us. But when we believe the lies the enemy puts in our mind over the word of God, we will feel like the lies are true and then live like it. Emotional people make big mistakes when they base decisions on how they feel rather than obeying God and what they know is the right thing to do. We have to learn how to live beyond our feelings and do what's right even when we feel wrong. I'm frequently asked how I feel about things. One example is when someone asks, how do you feel about traveling? I've learned not to live by my feelings, so I tell them, I don't really ask myself how I feel about it. You see, if I let my feelings vote, I just might decide not to do what I need to do. I don't always feel like traveling, especially on long trips that give me jet lag, and I don't always feel like staying in a hotel. Anyway, so just, I thought that was a really good example of, you know what, we do the things because of the right thing to do not based on our emotions and how we feel about it, maybe how we write it as a mom, right? <laughs> um, but, you know, John eight forty four talks about the father of lies. Um, Satan is a deceiver. He will play with our emotions. Um, and so, you know, when, when God talks about, you know, the things of our heart can be deceitful, right? It is not always because we think... You know, maybe like Rebecca, she was like, well, I love Jacob and I know you know, he's my favorite and I know that God's already ordained this for him. So it feels like the right thing to do to go ahead and manipulate the situation because I think that that's what I should do, right? Rather than going to God on it or going to uh, Isaac on it and saying, now Isaac, you know that what God said. It's not even what I said. It's what God said. Should we not take a beat here? You know, <laughs> whatever it may be. Um, what are your thoughts on, on maybe Rebecca? Any other thoughts there on her? Well, yeah. she didn't get to see her son anymore. Yeah. Yeah. It completely split the family up. It completely split the family up. Yeah. And, um, well, that certainly didn't handle anything, did it? Well, and I think that any time you're really not seeking what God wants you to do, you are going to run around and do the wrong thing. Mm -hmm. And she, at any point, she could have stopped and prayed about it. Yeah. I think that it, I think that the lesson for us in this is anytime we're setting off on a path, and we know when it is, don't we? When we're trying to say the end justifies the means, right? Anytime we're setting off on a path where we're skirting around or whatever it may be, and we're feeling like, 
I need to handle, I need to control this, or I need to whatever, that we need to say, is, is this something God would approve of, right? Is this how God would want me to act right now? Is this what, um, is this the right way to go about it in this situation? Is there another way to go about it? Um, Yeah. Here too, um, when he wasn't sure, you know, are you really mm-hmm. um, Esau? Mm-hmm. And, you know, um, um, do you ever think, okay, I know I'm being deceived. I know somebody is telling me something, oh. not deceiving me. And you think, you know what? I'm going to let it go. Yeah. I'm going to let God handle it. Mm-hmm. I think his faith in God was so, so good. Too, that he's going, okay, God will take care of it. If it's not right, mm. I can't do a whole lot about it. Mm. Yeah, because I don't know, because I can't see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, but God that's knows, possible. And, and he'll take care of it if it, if he is deceiving me. Like he wanted to believe, I want to believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. He wanted to believe. And I get your point. Yeah. I just go back, though, to the beginning of if he knew that Esau wasn't to get the blessing, why was he setting out to give Esau a blessing. That's a good point. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right. You're very generous with him because I'm thinking yeah. he should have stood up and been the man in his house. Yeah. You and know, if he, knew, he should have been the man in his house, oh, yes. you know. Yes. If he doesn't die for another, what, 40 years? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was manipulating too. Because Esau was his favorite, probably, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah, and maybe he wanted a snack, right? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he just didn't agree with what God said, you know? So yeah. Well, if I bless Esau. Well, and maybe just because of tradition, he thought, well, that couldn't have been right. Rebecca got it wrong. Rebecca got it wrong. Or, yeah. You know, maybe he thought something along those lines. Either way, we can look at this and see uh, definitely where some mistakes were made. I see a lot of dysfunction in that family. A lot well, of dysfunction. You would think that mm-hmm. If the birthright being sold could be null and void because of no blessing, mm-hmm. why couldn't the blessing be null and void because it was done under a law? Okay, so I, I, you know, that's a really good question, and I should have looked further into that. But I think that it's one of those things that. Uh, once it's done, it's done. There's no take backs. You know, I, I know that's what it is, but um, it, see, I would be bringing up some of the past <laughs> um, that we'll talk about in the future. But one of the, we'll just say one of the other um, people that I looked at made a vow, a very rash vow. And there's no take backs because your word is your bond, right? Um, and so, you know, Numbers talks about that. Different books in the Bible talk about that. You know, once that word has been given, it, that's it. It's out there. It's solid. It's done. And, and you can't take it back. It's the same as to say um, he gave him this blessing and um, it, he gave him his word or whatever it may be. Let me die if the, I don't hold true to this kind of a thing. So, like nowadays at all. Yeah, right. Every nowadays, yeah. nobody's... Everybody just says whatever, and yeah, right. Um, So I will look into that just a little bit more, but um, because it's going to be covered in some of these other ones where people have said things. Um, But 
definitely to draw the conclusion on what we can get, gather out of this is just ourselves. You know what? If God is telling us something or God has told us something in Scripture, you know, that we are not being emotionally driven and we're not trying to manipulate situations, that we um, trust God in his timing, you know. I, not many of us are getting that, like, the heavens are open and God has come forward and said, you will have a child. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right? We're not getting many, many of those kinds of lessons. But, you know. Um, Hopefully he says it to you, not me. Right? Not, yeah. Maybe not, child. not me, but Wendy. Or, but Wendy. Not Wendy or, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I just lost my train of thought Sorry. what I was going to say. No, that's okay. Uh, I definitely, though, um, want to just focus on that part of it and just, but, you know, I don't remember what I was going to say. Anyway. <laughs> the heavens were opening. And, um, oh, I know what I was going to say. So we can, though, look at Scripture, kind of like what that article was saying. We can look at Scripture and see where God has promised us a future, right? So in that example, we could say, I don't have to take the future into my own hands and manipulate it in a way that maybe doesn't honor God so that I can get to a future, right? So those types of things, we can say, you know what, Lord, you promised that I can have peace in a situation if I keep my mouth shut and I just keep running to you, right? So let's, let's stick to those kinds of things that we know scripture says, right? Any other thoughts? That's it. Well, and I think that it's easy to um, kind of like Rebecca, I put myself in Rebecca's place and think, mm-hmm. um, you know, would I try to help God? In, because I want to be his helper so mm-hmm. bad. I think we do that and, all the time. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, asking yourself, stopping and asking yourself, is this what God would do? Is this the way God yeah. does his business? Right. And I think clearly all of us would know that that isn't the way God does business. No. Right. He doesn't yeah, need my help. that she had to go through. Yeah. Uh, I mean, so oh, yeah. taking the goat skin. Right. I was just thinking, she really loves that little thing. Yeah. 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 Right? And it's got to be fresh, too. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, right? But she did. She went to great lengths yes. to deceive her husband and never asked, to manipulate that. Is this what God would do? Is this what he would right? do? You know, I think or just we, pray. the way we yeah. ask ourselves, we would clearly say mm-hmm. no. Right. Where we could see maybe other examples in Scripture where, you know, someone went to the Lord and prayed, you know. Mm-hmm. David, many examples where David messed up, but many times when he was, you know, under attack of the enemy, just, you know, look at before he went before Goliath, you know. He just, he, he prayed, he trusted God, and he took a bold stance, right? But he also knew that's what God had called him to do, right? That God was strong enough to handle that. It wasn't David had the strength. It wasn't in David's manipulation. It wasn't, you know, a coup. You know, there was no Trojan horse involved, you know? So anyway, I, I agree. I think that that question, is this the way God would go, have me go about in, to create this outcome? Is this God's hand or my hand? Yes. Right? So, look both ways. Stop and look both ways. Take a deep breath. Right? Step back. <laughs> Pray. 